This is CouncilCast, part of the Legal Talk Network, and I'm your host, Karen Conroy. When you face a complex case outside your expertise, you bring in a co-counsel for next-level results. When you want to engage, expand, and elevate your firm, you bring in a marketing co-counsel. In this podcast, I bring in marketing experts who each answer one big question to help your firm achieve more. Here's today's guest. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. My name is Adam Sinkis, digital marketer, managing partner of A Purpose Partnership, where we're helping companies, you know, branding, content marketing, websites, SEO, and pretty much anything you can think of in marketing strategy. We have a, the team to help you out with that. Excited today to talk about websites, though. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being here, Adam. We are going to, I know we spent a lot of time recently talking about kind of theory and all of that other stuff. But today we're going to dig into more tactics like you were we were talking about before we started recording. And we really are going to talk about leads because that's everybody's big million dollar question, right? And so the topic of the show is how to get more leads from your website. So we're going to not just talk about leads in general, because there are a lot of other ways other than your online presence to get leads, obviously. And I just real quick want to reinforce this idea that marketing is not your entire online is not your entire marketing strategy. You should be doing a lot of offline traditional stuff like networking, going to events, you know, all that other stuff that we've all been doing forever. So anyways, so, you know, that little caveat sort of set aside, but we are going to specifically talk about websites. So, so thanks for being here. This is going to be a good conversation. I, I love kind of digging into like the little tiny, the nitty gritty of websites. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's so interesting because people think like I put my website up there and yeah. I, I listed it on Google and now I can set it, forget it and I can go do yes. all the other stuff. And, and the reality is, is, you know, just like everything we do in marketing it requires constant attention. And, Let's, you know, let me like dig into that for a minute because I yeah. literally had a client who we did their site two or three years ago. And there was some update, something happened. And her husband is their IT person. And he emailed me and he said, I don't even understand how this happens. Once you put a website up, shouldn't it just be there forever? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you and I are laughing. But I mean, like, if you're not a website person, that's a legitimate question. Like, I, Absolutely. you know, it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like, driving a car like I just want my car to work this idea that like I could be at a stoplight and my transmission could fall out that is not okay with me like I just wanted to do its thing so let's answer that first why don't I I'm gonna kind of tee you up for that one why why is that not the case well so there's a couple things at play right so I always tell people Google is like your favorite toddler <laughs> they like shiny new things new things to look at and see yes. and experience all the time. Yeah. And so when you set it and forget it with your website, Google sets it and forgets it as well. Yes, uh, especially the forgetting part. <laughs> especially the forgetting part. Yeah. You know, the other piece is, you know, there's constant security updates. Most people are hosting websites on WordPress or building them on WordPress. And there are constant updates that are for security, that are for functionality, that also help your site run faster as well and so we have to actually go in and address that and the reality is as much as we like to say that all those updates happen perfectly sometimes they don't, they don't. yeah 
exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so you have to be on top of that to make sure that functionality of your site is, remains as you expect it to be. Yes. Yeah. I was going to add that what the way I usually, the analogy I usually use because people are familiar with it is it's like the apps on your phone. And I think we've all gone through the history of having a phone where, you know, there's an update and then you don't do it. And all of a sudden that app is not working right. It's the same idea. You know, there's Absolutely. different reasons for those updates. It could be security. It could be a bug. It could be whatever. But if you don't update those, they're going to break. And then sometimes even when you do update it, like you're going to have a problem. There's going to be something that doesn't quite cooperate with another thing. And you have to fix it. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. And then the last piece that I think we often forget about is content, right? Your content yes. can't be stagnant on your website. You should. It should constantly be changing, morphing. You should be adding things to it as time goes on. You know, and, and that's a really, really big piece of, you know, we talked about Google being the, the toddler that it is and liking shiny new things. That's a big piece of that. Yeah. Okay, so the, excuse me, the website needs to be updated. You need to be kind of in there doing things, keeping it, you know, healthy and functioning and doing all that other stuff. But let's assume that we're doing that and we've, or we've got somebody that's helping us to do that. So now we've got this website, but it's just kind of sitting there. What is, let's, let's pretend we just launched the site in the last month or two. What's the first thing that you would recommend to your clients so that they can improve the likelihood of getting a lead from that website? So number one is get your Google Google business profile updated yes. and representative of the same information that's on your website. Yeah. Get your Bing business profile updated the same way and get all of your socials updated. Absolutely Why are you adding down. Bing in there? I feel like that's kind of a unique little added bonus kind of tip or trick there. Why are you why did you mention Bing? Because it's all about directories, right? You know, okay. Google, Google is looking for websites that are up-to-date and credible. Yeah. The more places you are listed as a business, the more credible Google sees you. Yeah. Especially when everything like phone numbers and addresses and services and all that stuff match. Yep. And Bing is considered a high authority, a high authority directory. So okay. therefore, it gets bigger weight than, say, you know, your local chamber of commerce directory. Okay. All right. So it's just a good place to be listed because it gives you a little more validation. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to go in and like update it like crazy. Most people, most of my clients, we, we get it set up and we check it like once every six months and make sure everything is still relevant and the phone numbers are correct and, yeah. and keep it moving. But we don't do a whole lot with it. It's just being listed there is important. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. So number one, get your Google business profile up and running. Get that lined up with the same things you're saying on your website. What's some other things people should be doing from the get-go to focus on the potential for leads? Yeah, absolutely. So creating clear calls to action throughout oh, your website. Gosh. Okay. Let's let's slow that one down <laughs> for a moment because... That, I know, that's, you that's and I talk huge. about that every day, I'm sure, <laughs> but it is not happening on a lot of attorney sites. And I will say, because oftentimes it's because people don't want to come across as salesy or whatever, but let's talk about what that is, number one, and then the different kinds of calls to action. Absolutely. Yeah. So first of all, call to action simply means I'm asking you as a visitor to my website or my social or wherever to 
do something, to take an action. Yeah. That's going to provide me into a funnel. That's going to provide me an opportunity to contact you directly. And, you know, you're right. You, you mentioned a lot of times people look at that and go, well, that's really salesy. Well, it doesn't yeah. have to be salesy. Yeah. I, so I'd how say can I, give me some examples. Yeah. So like 70% of the calls to action that I use on, um, on a lot of websites that I develop come down to leading into funnels. So let's yeah. give something away for free, a free yep. guide, a free one page, a free 15 page ebook on fill in the blank, right? Right. You know, that gets them into your email list. And then from your email list, now you've got an engaged audience that you can then sell to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Give me another example if they don't want to do an email list. Yeah, absolutely. So set up a free consultation. You know, I like that one, especially. Yeah, that's in, pretty you know, popular with most lawyers too. It's yeah. like either a free consultation or you can take the word free out if that doesn't work for what you've got your <laughs> how you got your firm set up. But yeah, I see that all, you know all the times. You know, contact us for a consultation, and then that's either going to go into like your calendar link or maybe it just links over to your contact page. Absolutely. Yep. Either way. Either way works. I think, you know, if you have the availability, running it to a calendar page makes it more concrete for people. Yeah. You yeah. can also, you, people are also a lot more giving of information, yeah. like phone numbers and, e and email addresses when they know that I'm giving this so that I can set an appointment. Yeah. Yeah. As well. That, so, yeah, that's, that makes sense as opposed to the email list that you were talking about earlier where they're like, am I just going to get a bunch of spam? If it's a really good giveaway, if you've got a really good freebie that you know people are asking about all the time and and you you've really honed it down, then that's one thing, but a lot of people are kind of hesitant about, you know, handing out their email. So, I think that's a good point to to provide that calendar as the other option if they're like I just really need mm -hmm. a phone call. <laughs> I need to to set this up with you. Absolutely. I was going to say, and you know, the way to do, to build that into your schedule is just plan like an, an hour or two hours a day where you could have sort of speak office hours, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and that, that makes it a little more manageable. So you're not like opening up like all day. You're just opening up like I'm available on Mondays and Wednesdays yeah. from two to four. Yeah, exactly. So another thing I talk about a lot that I feel is not talked about a lot is secondary calls to action. So yes. let's assume that you're a divorce lawyer and people are coming to your site and they are just thinking about it. And that divorce may not be happening today. That may be happening six months from now or somewhere in the future. This is where you that initial call to action, that schedule a consultation, they're not ready for that. They don't wanna do that today. So then, so then what? So then, you know, how do you kind of plan for that and make sure that you can kind of set up a system where you're kind of staying in touch with that that lead? So what what's your recommendation for that? Yeah. So number one is how can we get them to engage in a newsletter around something that they care about? Right. So in this case, you know, how can we get them engaged in a newsletter that talks about divorce and what yeah. to do during before, after all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Number two is, you know, find ways where you can give them, you know, where you can offer them a free guide towards that. And we talked about that. Yep. And then last is setting up, having a blog on your site and creating articles that are relevant to that topic with yeah. that kind of secondary 
it's not really a pitch of, you know, come by my services, right? But it's, we solve for this, you know, yes. we're the experts in this. That's a really important point too, that you're not pitching your services. You're not coming across too salesy. It's not like the used car salesman, are you ready to buy? Are you ready to buy? Are you ready to buy? It's the other really high quality salespeople that we've all kind of come across in certain kind of situations where it's like you feel comfortable. You don't feel that like, oh, please just get away from me feeling. You just feel like, okay, they really understand. And they also understand that this isn't probably going to happen today, but I want to keep in touch and, and all of that stuff. So it's really important to recognize that people are at kind of different places in the, the life of their relationship with your firm. And if you're missing out on that secondary call to action, you're probably missing a majority of your leads because most people aren't <laughs> going to be ready today. Yeah. You know, it's the fallacy that if I get them there, they're just going to click on my services and buy it. Right. Right. You know, and, and the reality is, is that most people take seven to 10 touches before they actually make a purchasing decision. So yeah. That means that you need to get them there at least six more times before yeah. they're going to buy from you. And so, you know, we have to create opportunities to do that, to get them back. So what other kinds of things somewhat related to the website, but do you also recommend doing things like retargeting ads where, okay, they've come to your website and... Um, but now you, they're over and everybody's seen this. You've gone to a website, then you, now you're on Facebook and you're seeing ads for that exact shoe that you were just looking at. Do you recommend stuff like that? I do. I, I, you know, I think there's, there's two ways to look at it, right? So number one is retargeting ads. And I think that's really, really powerful because you have somebody that's been to your website or yeah. somebody that fits a persona that's been to your website. Yeah. And so they automatically become a, tend to be a higher engaged potential lead at that yeah. point. The other one is lookalike audiences. And, and oh, that comes, that's, that's a good a, one. You know, that's, that's kind of another strategy off of retargeting. So t um, describe what that is, because I would bet most people don't even know what that is. <laughs> so the, the concept of a lookalike audience is you know, take your audience and yep. stand in front of a mirror. And it's the, it's the, what you see in the mirror is that look like audience, right? It's all the people that share, share the same characteristics, the same demographics, the same web habits that your current audience carries. And so it creates an, an entirely new audience for you, but it's built on what you know is actually already participating in your content. Yeah. And so where do you, I already know the answer to this, but I'm just going <laughs> to cue you up. So where do you see these and how do you do that? So most commonly on the social networks is where we see these. We're teeing them up through Facebook, Facebook ads, through yeah. LinkedIn ads are, the, are probably the most effective way um, to build those lookalike audiences. But yeah. it's a super, super powerful tool. It, it's amazing. And it's kind of it was it was been around for a while, so it's it's kind of an AI thing before AI was a thing. But basically, you're you're going into whatever social media platform you want to do ads on Facebook slash Instagram or LinkedIn are probably the two most common where yep. our clients are doing that. And you create a campaign, and then it gives you the option for do you want to also create a lookalike campaign to this first campaign? So mm -hmm. it's basically like, okay, we've got all this information from all of these people in this first group that 
took you know some a significant amount of work because they had to go to your website they had to do a thing they had to click at least once and then they had to also be cross-referenced over here into facebook or instagram or linkedin wherever wherever you're doing this thing and now we're going to go find other people just like that and it's like yes please like go do that work for me (laughs) that's that's it's it's a really like you said it's a really powerful way to just exponentially expand out your audience for your ads. So that's a great suggestion as well. Okay, anything else coming back to the website in general in terms of leads that you think people might not be thinking about? Yeah, so my buddy Jay Bear, he preaches help, not hype. Yeah. Right, and I I absolutely, I, I love this philosophy, but it's the simple philosophy that everything we put out into the world should be about helping our target audience. Yeah. Not hyping who we are and what we do. Oh my gosh. So it is time for the book review. (laughs) (laughs) Now, suddenly. (laughs) So I just want to mention that if you haven't already seen, we have a library of all the books that our guests have recommended on the website. And it's a really good resource for good book reviews, good things that they're, the guests are only allowed to do one book, so they got to pick a good one. So go and check those books out. And then they cross-reference the show as well. So you can kind of see why that's a good book, how that ties into what we were talking about. So you started mentioning Jay Bear. What's the book that you're going to recommend and, and that we're going to add to the library? Yeah, we're at, it's Utility. It's Why Smart Marketing is About Help, Not Hype. And okay. It, it, it really is, it's about building the foundations of how do we help our audiences be better yeah. instead of just talking about ourselves because, you know, let's be honest, that that's the sleazy used car salesman. Yeah. I'm going to sell you the greatest car in the world. I have it for you, right? Yeah. And everybody goes, no, no, yeah. you don't. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and so, not only that, but like, I don't really like you now and I don't really want to work with you because you're not talking to me about what I need. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, so he builds, he builds through a couple of different awareness strategies in the book. He talks about three facts, the three facts of utility marketing, which is self-serve information. How do I go help myself as a consumer? Yeah. How are you as a business being radically transparent? And then how is this relevant to me now? Me, the seller or me, the consumer? Me, the consumer. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I think this is so, I talk about this, I feel like every day, but a lot of firms get this wrong and they lead, you know, if you picture the front of a website, the very front page and the main header section and that big first impression message, a lot of firms are leading about themselves. And it's Mm -hmm. not at all about how they can solve problems. It's not about that potential client. It's about you know, we're such and such law firm in such and such city. And they're just going to click right on. I mean, it just doesn't work. And I think this is a perfect tie into this idea of leads because it's kind of, it seems sort of like a, you know, multi-step process. But if your message doesn't resonate, forget everything else. If you've (laughs) spent all this money on SEO and retargeting ads and, you know, all of this other stuff and they come to your website and it's like, wah, wah, you know, forget it. Like that was such a waste. So it's like you have the, the worst foundation, but you're kind of spinning your wheels with all of these other 
things. And this is when firms come to me and say, oh, that stuff doesn't work. And it's like, yes, it does. It does if you do it, it right. <laughs> yeah. So so talk more about, like, that sounds like a great book. I also just wanted to add, we'll, we'll obviously link to the book and add the kind of comments about the book on the show notes as well so that people can get that. But so talk about why that's important in terms of, like, the focusing on the visitor in terms of yeah. Yeah, so you talked about I'm gonna I'm gonna circumvent this. I'm gonna start with the head of the web page, right? When yeah. you first come to it. You know, this is I think the number one miss that most web pages have is they come, they talk about themselves. As a consumer, what I wanna see in that first piece of the web page, I've got about three seconds to make a snap decision whether I'm gonna read further or not. I wanna see how you solve my problem. Yeah. Why do I care to read more? Yeah, right? it is is really what it comes down to. And so that's where we have to step back as business leaders, as business owners. We have to go, OK, it's not about me. Yeah, it's about them. Right. And so, you know, we have to always take our business owner hat off and our consumer put our consumer hat on and go, if I'm the average consumer of my product, one, how much do I know about this? You know, in the case of in, in the case of legal and law firms, I'm going to say the average consumer is very, very basic in knowledge yeah. Yeah. of this, yeah. you know, and so, you know, and so that's the whole reason they're seeking you out, because they're exactly. assuming you're going to fill in that gap where they don't need to go to law school to solve their problem. That's why you did that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, so it's, you know, it's how do first of all, how do I make it? so that somebody with a basic knowledge can come in and understand how I'm going to be able to solve their problem. Yeah. Number two, it's, is that problem relevant? You know, so often I see like, I had a conversation about a week ago with one of my clients. He's like, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm ranking number one for my company name. I'm like, <laughs> great. I should hope so. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That That's awesome. Right. Is that what but people the, are searching for? <laughs> that's that's what that was my yeah. next question. I said, yeah. Do you know if anybody's searching for that besides you and your mom? <laughs> and your mom? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and, and he kinda he kinda got wide eyed and then the light bulb <laughs> the light bulb turned on and he's like, Oh, I get it now. Oh, right. Whoops. You know? <laughs> I spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> but once again, I feel like the the problem that we're sort of circling around and is is ego you know that is such an ego exercise like i want to see my own name when i google it and it's like why does that have anything to do with your customer or your client no then you got to set that aside because this is Mm. not what what this is about and this is not how you're going to make money or get leads Absolutely. I, you know, I think the other thing that we forget about, and, and I see this so in so many of the, you know, the, we can get you this, these rankings in 30 days and we yes. can get you X amount of leads in the next 30 days yeah. pitches. What people forget about is if we lead with value, build a foundation around our consumer. Yeah then it's not about today's leads. We might have a few less leads today. Yeah. But six months down the road, we're going to be, it's going to be a machine. It's just going to keep regenerating new leads, more leads. Right. 
Well, and the other thing is that you don't want just a pile of leads because so many of those, if you do kind of go through your spam folder and find some of those messages, so many are going to be garbage. And so then that alone is a project to just filter through and find if there is anything sort of okay that you might want to follow up on. But when you change your messaging and you align, you know, everything on your website with your brand and your position and and what those leads are looking for, then all of a sudden the quality of the leads goes way up as well. Yeah. Because you can tell right away. Like this is the person that saw that message that it resonated. And I can tell right away myself even when I get on a sales call for myself when this is going to be I you know, I've been doing this long enough. I can filter out and say, "Okay, this is going to be a good one." or this is not like we are going to cut this short. <laughs> I am not going to sit on this call for very long. And and so, you know, we all have those kind of definitions of what makes a good client and everything. And if you don't, you should. And so you should be able to tell right away when they come in. Oh, OK, this looks legitimate and this looks like a quality lead that probably spent some time on the site and it resonated with them. Absolutely. You know, speaking of spending time on the site, I think that's something that's really interesting, you know, because I've done a lot of research on user experience with okay. websites, right? Yeah, that's that really ties into the leads and the lead quality if they're spending time on the website, right? Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that ties into it is how easy is it for me to go from the page that I enter yeah. to the page that I turn into a customer? Oh, that's awesome. There used to be ages and ages ago, Seth Godin used to say that they should be able to get everywhere they need to go in three clicks. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that varies now because you really want them to kind of spend some time over here and then do this and do the other thing. But nothing should be complicated. It shouldn't be hard to find what, what they're looking for. So what were you going to say about kind of the time on the site and how that relates to what we're talking about? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that as they move through the site, as they take their clicks, one, we have to make sure that those clicks are intentional, right? So okay. those calls to action from the homepage to the content that we want them to go see to yeah. the buying, you know, to eventually that buying cycle have to be very, very intentional. Yeah. Number two is we don't want to have everything at the top of the page specifically where they can just, you know, click and not actually read. Yeah. down the page a little bit, right? Right. Menu up at the top, great. But let's have some buttons that take carry them into blogs. Thinking about your blogs, right? How can I link one blog to another blog yeah. and keep them reading further? Yeah. You know, it's all these things that we can craft an intentional customer path. So in the case of we are talking about the, the person that's looking into divorce, right? Yeah. So if I can craft this experience where they hit the hit the homepage, they're like, yeah, I want to read more. Thinking about a divorce, call to action, moves them to a couple of blo a blog about divorce. And this yeah. is, you know, so now they start reading through, you know, the top five things I need to do if I'm considering divorce, right? Yeah. And within that, now we've got a couple of links in that, in that blog that carry them to other content. But at the bottom of that blog, we also have an opportunity for them to go schedule a consultation or yep. schedule, you know, some action, take some action, right? Yeah. What we've done is we've created this path where every blog that they touch should have that call to action to yeah. get them to take some action on it. 
but we've also created the opportunity where they could potentially spend five, seven, ten minutes on our site reading information. And immediately we go from, you know, just another Google site that they found in their search results to, oh, these people really know what they're talking about. They and they're get gonna me, take though, care too. of me. Yes. They're gonna take care of me and they get me too because they are they're answering these questions I didn't even think about. The way I like to think about it is we travel quite a bit and I know I'm on a great site when I have like five tabs open. So if I'm on a site that's talking about, let's say I'm on a, a travel site that's talking about a certain city and I'm trying to decide on a hotel to stay at. And so I'm reading through an article and like I start opening all their links from that article and I'm like, got, you know, so anytime, imagine that kind of content where you're providing all these resources, all this information, and you're just trying to keep them around, but it's got to be good stuff. Like they're not going to stick around if you're just kind of saying the same thing that's very obvious that they could Google that they, anybody else is saying you want to give them links or information or details that they hadn't even thought about. And if they if you can get them to kind of open multiple tabs on their in their browser, then then you're solid, then you know, you've done a, a great job. <laughs> so kind of think about about it like that. Yeah, you know, the other thing that you've got to think about is how you organize the information. Yeah, too, right. Because I mean, let's be honest with with Google, virtually every piece of information in the world is available. And so right. if you search deep enough, you'll find it all, right? Sure. You know, but how you present and build the information and create that, ex how somebody experiences the information is yeah. just as critical as the quality of content. Well, exactly. And what you were saying about Google having all the information, but it's like, I don't want to go and find that. So if they have provided that information and they've done all the research and they present it in a really compelling, easy way to access that, then once again, you're just kind of being a resource, you're being helpful. And you know, there you're building that trust and, and likability and all of that stuff. Absolutely. So Adam, what's one big takeaway that you'd like people to get from this show? Gosh, we've talked about so many great things. I know. I feel like there's a lot of really good <laughs> takeaways. Like, look, good. I love these shows where it's just full of little tips and things. Where I imagine people like, like with a little notepad, writing down. Okay, we got to try this. We got to do this. You know, we got to make double check this, this, and this. What yeah. Do you think? No, I would say probably the the biggest takeaway and the one that we kind of kept going back to is it's not about you as the business owner. It's about your consumer. Yeah. So number one, everything you do should be to serve yeah. your consumer. And yeah. as long as you're doing that, the rest of it will come. The leads will come. The traffic yeah. will come. Everything that you're looking for from your website and in your online presence will start to come forward. Yeah, it's kind of the answer not everybody wants to hear because everybody wants to say, oh, like, you know, the topic is how to get more leads. They want to hear that, oh, there's like an AI that can do that for me or I can just <laughs> click a button somewhere that I accidentally turned off and then all of a sudden, or, you know, there's some like golden ticket Willy Wonka type thing where all of a sudden it's just going to happen. But your clients are way smarter than that. And the good ones are going to be, you know, kind of cynical, maybe, or definitely they're analytical, and they're going in and they want to know what's in it for them. And so if you lead with yourself and your ego, 
It's not going to happen. And so all of these other tactics that we're talking about, they don't matter. So I think that's really important. It's like that's the solid foundation that you, where you have to start. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and and the reality is, is you know, you don't build marketing for today. Yeah, you build marketing for three months from now, at and least. So <laughs> yeah. you know, and so the fallacy of if I just go fix these five things on my website today, you know, well, that might result in a few more leads today. What yeah. we've talked about today is building f- solid foundations yeah. that will help you long-term continue yes. to build and grow leads. Exactly. Oh, that I think that's the perfect place to finish because that's just like wrapped it all up in a little bow right there. That's And that's it. That's, you know, as much as we were talking about tactics and we said we weren't going to do theory and strategy, we, we are at the same time because you can't do those without the strategy. Like they go hand in hand. And if you don't do the strategy, your tactics are pointless. So before I kind of muddy the waters of everything you just said, I'm going to say that that was a great show. Adam Sinkus is the managing partner of A Purpose Partnership. We will link to your website and all of your social media as well as the book, which sounds like an amazing idea of where you can kind of stick your toe in the idea of focusing on your clients and how you solve those problems. And that book is going to help with that as well. So Adam Sinkus, thank you so much for being here. That was that was such a super helpful and useful conversation. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CouncilCast podcast. Be sure to visit our website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode and to give us your feedback. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.